0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WBET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We've been talking about the Flint water crisis, and this is something that critics of the Snyder administration in Lansing say highlights the very problem of the idea of running government-like a business. They say business is about money. It's about profit. Government, on the other hand, is supposed to be about people. But given the financial state Michigan was in several years ago, has Governor Rick Snyder's business experience been an asset in putting the state's books back together in a way that could serve people better? We also now have a president who comes in as a businessman with no political experience. Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, told The Washington Post this week, that the U.S. government should be run like a, quote, great American company. What could President Trump learn from Michigan and Snyder, good or bad, about running government like a business? And is this still the sort of uh, context in which we want to talk about how we improve government? This has been something that has been talked about for a really long time in this country. We have seen various iterations of the business leader, as politician or other government leader, is it working, or ought we be shifting the paradigm a little bit to talk about the differences between government and business, the importance of maintaining that focus on people in government uh, and not always the bottom line the way that business operates. I'm going to spend the rest of the show today talking about this subject and joining me for the discussion is Sandy Barua. He's president and CEO of the Detroit Regional Chamber. Sandy, welcome back to Detroit Today.
1: Thanks for having me, Stephen.
0: Also joining us is Roger Martin. He's a partner in the Martin Waymire, Martin Waymire political PR firm in Lansing. Roger, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks, Stephen. Absolutely. And give us a call if you want to join the conversation. Talk about this tension between the idea of government being operated as a business which principles ought to guide our elected leaders when they're making decisions is it money is it people is there some sort of compromise between those two Are there, is that not an either or is it a complicated both and that we really need government officials to be able to negotiate three one three five seven seven 1019 is the number to join that conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. Uh, Sandy, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you have worked in both business and government. You were uh, an official in the George W. Bush administration, and you came here to Detroit to, to run uh, the the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, talk about this tension, though. I, I think sometimes this gets talked about in very simplistic terms, that, that again, that it's an either or, that these two principles stand in opposition uh, to each other all the time. I get the sense, though, that if you're in one of these seats, if you're in one of these chairs, it looks differently. It doesn't look as stark. And that is part of the difficulty, deciding when one set of principles ought to be
1: the the guide and when another one should. So my take on this is that people who think that uh, government should run like a business are wrong. And people who say that... uh, Government should not use any business principles are equally wrong. Right, everyone's it, wrong. It, 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 yeah, everyone's wrong. Uh, and, and here, and here's why. Uh, and, and I hope Roger will will, will will agree with me. And if not, he'll 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 correct me. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's in Lansing. He can't kick me under the table. But here's the, here's the deal. So first of all, you know, you cannot run government just like any business. There are different factors at play here. You know, the model is different, the outcomes are different, the evaluations are different. However, when people choose not to run a government entity— uh, with business-like principles, then you run into some of the problems that Michigan has had over, say, the last, you know, 40 or 50 years, where there isn't enough money to pay the bills. Because, you know, people who say, you know you, you know, you can't run government like a business because bad things happen, those are people who generally have a negative view of business. And they think that what business is, is all about just, you know, making money and screwing the little person Nine out of 10 businesses are always trying to do the right thing at the right time, you know, to balance their books, pay their people well, make a good quality product or service, and be able to do that for the long term. I mean, businesses are in the business of being around for a very long time. If you look at really successful businesses, they've been around for 100 years, 200 years, and they're constantly innovating, adapting, and changing the way they do business, the way they kind of, you know, the products that they sell, the services that they offer, in order to be successful long-term. And the more successful they're able to do that, the more people they're able to employ, you know, the the more they're able to give back to the community.
0: Most business leaders don't fit the caricature of Mr. Burns. No, in uh, sense, and and, and frankly, we, we don't have the wardrobe for that either. So, <laughs> uh,
1: and 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 again, you know, people who say that, oh, you know, you know, like the Flint water crisis was all because you know we were trying to run government like a business, and look how bad business is. You know, that is a really simplistic uh, and frankly very unfair. Uh, comparison because you know we wouldn't be in the situation with Flint or any other place if you know if these government entities had been you know run in a way that were continually balancing their books continually looking at their operations making sure that they're investing in the things that that needed to invest that need to be invested in yeah uh,
0: Roger Martin I I I want to get your reaction to what what Sandy said uh, but but also sort of cast us forward into the specifics uh, Rick Snyder our governor was a, a successful businessman before he decided to get into politics donald trump was a successful businessman and by some accounts uh, unsuccessful by by some others but certainly somebody who did it for a long time before he became president uh, how are we doing in the sort of practical iterations of this of this translation,
2: well, just broadly speaking, I've I've run businesses now in Michigan for 27 years, pretty successfully. Um, I've also been around government most of my adult life, uh, for better or worse. Yes. There, but but I couldn't agree more with what Sandy said. I, you know, the the the, the mo the motivation of a of a for profit business is profit. There's there's really you know there's stakeholder or and shareholder value. There's you know being good to your employees and customer service and efficiencies. And you know, the primary function of government is social and civic public interest. Those two things are entirely different. Uh, you know, You can't run the Navy, the Army and the Marines as a for-profit business, and there's no alternatives to those things in the private sector. Mm. So those are all cost centers if you're looking at them kind of just like a, a business person would. However, having said that, you know, there are principles of, of good business management that absolutely migrate. To to government, and I think Governor Snyder coming into office, the dashboards he set up, trying to trying to uh, figure out ways to measure outcomes with with um, metrics that everyone could see publicly, uh, planning and and having real firm objectives and goals, trying to do things more efficiently, all make sense. Those are great. Those are great ways to run for profit, non profit, and government entities. There's no question about that. But you know this the, there's also the, the uh, sort of point of diminishing returns here where you go too far and ultimately it is the responsible responsibility of government to provide public safety to keep our roads and bridges safe and functional uh, to keep our, our drinking water clean and safe and I you know you'd have to be a high high functioning uh, uh, kind of level of insanity to set up your business to want to do that. I mean, there's just no way.
0: It it, it wouldn't
2: work. It it just wouldn't work. There's no business that would want to take that on. Uh, There's no question about that. And uh, however, there are principles again of of, of business management that absolutely migrate to, to to the to the public sector and should be emulated there. Yeah. Uh,
0: this is Detroit today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Sandy Barua. He's the president and CEO of the Detroit Regional Chamber. Also with us is Roger Martin, and he is a partner with Martin Waymire Political PR firm in Lansing. We are talking about the difference between business and government. The difference between Profit motive and public service. These two things, these two separate spheres are crossing over a little more frequently these days than they used to. We have business leaders deciding that they want to run for public office, that they can bring business principles to government and make it run more effectively, more efficiently. Uh, Does that work? Has that worked here in the state of Michigan? Will it work at the national level now that Donald Trump, a man who has spent all of his life in private business, is the President of the United States. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag DetroitToday. We'll work your comments into the conversation. Tell us what you think about the idea of business principles being applied in government. Tell us what you think that has gotten us here in the state of Michigan. Uh, The six years that Rick Snyder has been governor of the state of Michigan. Have they been better for government and government purposes, or are they worse than they were before because uh, maybe he has different things in mind uh, than former politicians? Uh, I, I want to go to a really specific example that I think a lot is on a lot of people's minds. So Governor Snyder gets elected in 2010. One of his first acts is to make a massive change to the way that businesses pay taxes here in the state of Michigan during the campaign everyone seemed to agree that the way that businesses were paying taxes before was nuts not just that they were high but they were confusing uh, they were they were difficult to navigate things like that so he comes in and he essentially affects a 1.8 billion dollar tax cut for business um that also simplifies the system, uh, supposedly in, in the name of getting business more excited about doing business here in the state of Michigan. But that $1.8 billion doesn't just materialize. He has to take that money from places that it was being spent in government. One of the places that he takes it from, in fact, is the Department of Environmental Quality, which takes a pretty big hit in that first Snyder budget. A few years later... The Department of Environmental Quality is involved in the decision-making that leads to the water switch that led to the Flint water crisis. Is it right to draw a direct line from the business principles that Rick Snyder brought with him into office and the Flint water crisis, which was a consequence of the cuts he made in order to make business more comfortable? Sandy Beru, I'll start with you.
1: So I no I don't think so because I think that one of the challenges is that so a lot of people equate how well government does something with the number of dollars that are spent on it right and there's very few businesses that make that same analogy uh, as Roger mentioned uh, during his uh, opening remarks, it's really about what kind of outcomes are you driving as opposed to the number of dollars you're spending on it. So I think that's a pretty tenuous connection. At the end of the day, I mean, you know, with, with Flint, there's, you know, individuals involved who are making decisions. And, you know, did, did they make the right decisions? Clearly not. Was that Due to budget cuts, I would I would argue that's not. But the flip side of it is that you know the reforms that Governor Schneider was able to bring in, with the uh, tremendous amount of increased business that has come in, the amount of jobs that have come in under his watch, has allowed this state to go from a rainy day fund which literally, if it was metered out by the the minute, (laughs) it wouldn't get through an episode of two and a half men. Right? It was less than a 30-minute, seriously, statewide, uh, uh, state-run rainy day fund was less than 30 minutes long. Now we have a rainy day fund that is approaching $600 million. A lot of that rainy day fund was used to pay for what happened in Flint. If we didn't make those decisions, if we didn't have that piggy bank, if if we weren't using some business principles to drive efficiency, to drive more business, to get more people working on the tax rolls, we wouldn't have those dollars to spend.
0: Yeah. Uh, Roger Martin, what do you think about the connection between the big cut to business taxes in 2011 that uh, took money out of the treasury, some of it out of places like the DEQ? Uh, and the Flint water crisis, which was caused in part by malfeasance by the DEQ.
2: Well, there, were, uh, there was an Auditor General uh, report uh, that examined the Department of Environmental Quality produced long before the Flint water crisis became yes. public that yes. warned of, uh, a, of staffing levels over there that were too low uh, and staffing positions occupied by people who were unqualified and inexperienced to do their jobs. So, you know, I, I think there is some uh, culpability there, and I think there's probably some regret there, too, not only um, uh, on behalf of the governor, who, who is, absolutely cares deeply about what happened in Flint and is trying to fix it. There's no question in my mind about that. But I think there were budget decisions made by, um, by the front office here, by the, by the governor's office, and by the legislature to uh, simply cut... And and not examine uh, the data that existed that that's, that really did warn and suggest that those cuts were probably not a good idea. But you know, just bo- bottom line, you know, the, the tax cuts that that occurred um, uh, here to, to simplify the tax code for small businesses like mine, uh, we ostensibly don't pay business taxes anymore at Martin Weimar. and it is. To to my way of thinking, you know, if you're a state, um, you don't want to certainly have the highest taxes in the country. That sure. is a dubious uh, and, and a badge to have to wear. Uh, but at the same time, you need you need revenues that can fund the very basic services of government. And I I would argue that clean, safe drinking water is one of those basic services that we all depend on government to to provide and ensure for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I I just think we are at a point now where um, more tax cuts and um, uh, we, ju- we just the state can't afford it anymore. If you're if you're truly going to to be a functioning government that assures civic and, and public and social interest, um, uh, we're we're well beyond being able to afford uh, massive tax cuts anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. Let's go to Jamal in Midtown. Jamal, welcome to Detroit Today.
3: Hey, thank you. How are you doing?
0: Absolutely good. How are you?
3: All right. Well, my my comment is is that I do believe that certain business principles can work and can be useful in terms in relation to government. But there is a, at some point there is a fine line because government often is going to get their budget, and often they're going to be less efficient than business will. But business often is focused on profit. So the government has to be focused on the people, but it still has to be aware of how it's funding things and how efficiently it's accomplishing its, its, its tasks. Business has to focus on dollars and cents, but it also has to focus on the public goodwill, otherwise those businesses won't exist in those communities. Yeah. And I actually am trying to get on the ballot this year for city council at large because I want to bring, I'm an entrepreneur, and I want to bring some of those business principles to solving some of Detroit problems. I think we need a Manhattan-sized a Manhattan project sized entrepreneurial project and you will hmm. see a, 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 a the mixture of business principles helping to improve the government's efficiency.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that's a really interesting perspective this idea again that that it's not an either or or a black and white kind of comparison that it is it's pretty gray and that uh, there are there are certainly areas that business and principles of business that uh, that that have application for government, especially governments that face uh, that face real challenges, Jamal. Thanks very much for the call, and we'll look forward to your filing for uh, for city council. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about running government like a business. Stay with us and stay with us on the phone. Stina in Waterford, Chris in Clinton Township, Kay in Port Huron. We will get to you next. We'll be right back on Detroit today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guests are Sandy Barua, He's the president and CEO of the Detroit Regional Chamber. Also, Roger Martin. He's a partner at Martin Waymeyer Political PR Firm in Lansing. We're talking about the difference between business and government. We have seen lately, especially... Uh, Business leaders say, look, I'm going to get into government. I'm going to bring business practices with me, and things are going to run better. Does that happen? Is that the way to improve government? What do you think about that? 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Stina in Waterford. Welcome to Detroit Today.
4: Hi, Stephen. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate your show. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say, with all due respect, I couldn't disagree more with your guests and their fundamental assertions. Uh I think that, um, that when the economy plummets, and we have a crash it doesn't happen because of government behavior it happens because of corporate behavior and i think that when um individual state local governments aren't doing their jobs because they favor austerity programs in front of the basic services to the people this is what results um uh, the the governments in this case didn't just fail us. The business community failed us by leaving the state, by going to Mexico, by taking their jobs overseas and eroding the tax base. That's how this problem that's got started. Yeah. What fixes um, economic problems is government spending. We saw that during the Great Depression. We saw that after the Great Recession when both George Bush and Obama had major stimulus packages made of government spending to bring the economy back.
0: Yeah. Steena, that's I didn't a-
4: create the business boom in Michigan. The business boom was happening all over the country because of what Obama did.
0: Yeah. Stina, that's a, that's a great uh, set of points you're making there and uh, I appreciate your call and and putting them out. I want to give my guest a chance to respond. Uh, according to Stina, business is what causes the problems because the focus is not on what's good for people. There, uh, h- how do you answer that, Stan- Sandy?
1: I'll start with you. So I, 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 I don't disagree fully with 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 Christina, but I, I do understand where she's coming from. So yes, I certainly believe that you know government intervention, uh, you know, especially after uh, during a, a a rough economic time, is wholly appropriate. The question is, when you do that and you never pay that money back, that creates problems. One of the challenges that you know this nation had uh, during the Great Recession, you know, kind of 2008-2009, is that we had so much federal debt. We had piled on so much federal debt. The ability for the government to intervene was limited. Uh, Christina talked about uh, the Great Depression, and I agree with her completely about the important role. That the federal government played, uh, you know, after in cleaning
0: up something that business had created.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, that was that that was that was that was a Wall Street crash. You know, uh, Herbert Hoover, which was, you know, also another businessman turned um, uh, turned politician, and obviously that was not a successful uh, presidency. But the government had the ability to spend money at that time. Basically, since. You know uh, Franklin Roosevelt's time, and it's accelerated through all the presidencies since Franklin Roosevelt. Uh, both uh, Democrats and Republicans, we've essentially kept adding on to the federal uh, the federal debt. Uh, now there's been a few years, uh, especially during the 1990s, where our yearly deficit was was less. In fact, we actually were able to kind of create a little bit of uh, of a kind of a yearly surplus. But still, we've been adding on, you know, to our uh, to the amount of money that we owe, uh, and now it's pretty significant. Now it's about sixty thousand dollars per individual. Who lives in the United States? So every, you know, if you took, if we took how much the federal government owes, it is sixty thousand dollars per person. Every man, a woman, child.
0: That's just, that's just an imbalance that, of that, its own. That's
1: out there. Yeah. So you know, so if we had another economic crash tomorrow, the ability for the federal government to intervene is is going to be quite quite limited, because you know China's holding those debt bonds, Russia's holding those debt bonds. They have significant control over. Uh, what we have, because when we have spent money, we never paid it back, yeah. we never took the time to pay it back. So I agree with her on that first part, but I also agree that, uh, I also think that we need to make sure that we're doing the due diligence, you know, to, to be uh, respectful of the financial situation of both our, you know, state yeah. and our cities and our nations. Yeah.
0: I want to get back to the phones here. We're running out of time. We've got about three minutes left. Chris in Clinton Township, uh, you're next
1: morning, Stephen.
0: Hey, how are you?
5: Very well. I was wondering uh, what kind of role the uh, federal government has as far as our Corps of Engineering, uh, what kind of role they can do in this situation. And to add to that, by using someone like the Corps of Engineers, now you're adding uh, not only medic- medical for life, but a good education behind it as well. And, and, and I was use, them,
0: use them for what, Chris?
5: Uh, for our, our waterways, our bridges, I mean, I know my electrician... You mean
0: to fix the, the, the infrastructure. Right.
5: Yeah. My electrician, ex-Army. Yeah. You know, my plumber, yeah. ex-Navy. <laughs> These guys got the skills through the military. That's an interesting and point. And then took them into the yeah. private sector. Yeah, Chris, I'm wondering why, do, why we don't pump our community more going towards that route for the education, yeah. the healthcare, and the camaraderie of a nation Like we used to. Uh,
0: Great question, Chris. I mean, that's another sort of uh, dynamic of the relationship, I guess, between business and government. Is that government often trains people uh, with tremendous skills that they then take into the private sector? Should we, I guess, reclaim some of that for government purpose? Is one of the things? I think it's one of the things that Donald Trump is trying to hint at. Uh, It's hard to say sometimes through. The, the, the clutter there and his uh, communicative st- skills. But uh, Chris, I, I appreciate the call. Let's go to Kay in Port Huron. Kay, welcome to Detroit Today.
4: Hi guys, thanks for having me on and uh, good morning to all the listeners out there. I know mm-hmm. it's about to wrap up, but um, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, add that um, I'm not sure if a lot of people heard about this, but there was an article in The Guardian released a few months back that Rick Schneider uh, denied a lot of people unemployment benefits that they were entitled to sure. and then took that money that was not issued out and then rolled back into the budget for the year. Sure. And so I feel like business involvement of it was like the idea of saving money, but that hurt a lot of people. I mean, the state isn't exactly flush with uh, people when the middle class and upper middle class anymore. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's a great, that's a great point. Roger Martin, uh, you are in Lansing and certainly familiar with uh, that story. Talk about that relationship again. Is that somebody seeing business principles uh, sort of in, in, a, in, a, in a light that doesn't pay attention to what the outcomes are for, for people. We've only got about a minute at, left, but I want to... Yeah, left. if you're going to
2: look at the metric of, of uh, per capita income, if, if, if we're talking about middle-class Michigan that, that has largely disappeared... Um, yeah, the per capita income in this state is, is much lower than it used to be. Um, we're, we're well below the national average now, and it, certainly government policies have a lot to do with that. There's no question about that. Um, uh, it, yeah. And if that's, if that's the metric of, of that we're going to measure our prosperity by, um, it's not just, it's not just this administration. There have been a couple of past yeah. as well. And, you know, the, 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 the auto industry tanking in the nineties didn't help either, but, um that is not a good metric for michigan no question
0: okay sandy barua president and ceo of the detroit regional chamber roger martin partner at martin waymeyer political pr firm in lansing thanks both of you for being here on detroit today all right that's gonna do it for me i'll be back tomorrow hope you will too this is 1019 wdet detroit's public radio station we'll see you tomorrow